episode 39, Membership Practice Nuts and Bolts plus Spinal Tuning. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today we are Dr. Chad Rolfson's perspective. For doctors who want a thriving practice and abundant home life, listen as your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, goes behind the curtain and interviews doctors and guests about real-world triumph, struggles, practical tips, and entertainment on this episode of A Doctor's Perspective. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. A little bit of housekeeping. If you're tuning in for the first time or you've listened to several different episodes, go ahead and subscribe. We can tell because when a new episode comes in, we get a spike in downloads. Also, just trying to find out what can be improved upon. If you're kind of like, meh, about this show, why? If you love it, maybe tell me that too. You look forward to the marketing tips, to the relationship advice, the travel tip. Do you like hearing about their specialties? Let me know. Always want to try to improve the show. And the best way to do that is to get feedback from listeners like you. Leave a review, iTunes, Stitcher, Android device, wherever you listen. Five stars, please. You also probably noticed on the individual show notes, there's a new little graphic. I'm updating the show's logo and that is the preview. So episode 40 will actually, instead of having the black background with the koi fish and the fancy writing, boom, it'll be switched up to the lab coat with the green and white. So tell me what you think. Keep it, change it back. Give me your opinion. It's not as picture friendly. I can't interpose it on top of pictures as easy as before, but that's okay. Okay, so today you're going to love it. Dr. Chad has a membership-based practice, and he's going to give you all the details you need to know about it, how to make it successful, tips for students, and some of his favorite passions. Show notes can be found at adoctorsperspective.net slash three nine. Without further ado, let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Ladies and gentlemen, live from China, great guest, a 20-year chiropractic veteran with a pretty cool story. Chad Rolfson. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Justin. I really appreciate it. Let's have some fun. Yeah, let's have some fun. So, Doc, so let's just jump right into it. Find out what made you want to become a chiropractor and 20 years later, still passionate. <laughs> Never wanted to become a chiropractor when I was a kid because my dad was one. He graduated in mm. 1959. My brother graduated in 1989 from Palmer College. And I graduated in 1998 uh, from Palmer College. And uh, um, I, I never wanted to sit in a room and have people uh, complain at me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, when my brother was going through school, um, I got the chance to visit Palmer College. And I, I talked to a few enlightened students. And uh, they, they, they described to me that chiropractic doesn't have to be about pain management and listen to people's complaints all day. It, it, it happens to be more about people's potential. And that was the, the, the flip switch that, that got me interested in the whole thing. So it, it's more about turning on people's potential than it is about worrying about their aches and pains. Now, aches and pains are part of it. And yes, there are days that I get in here and uh, because I, I have a feeder room system, uh, they like to talk about their aches and pains and that's okay. But as long as we get to talk about their potential too, that's a good thing. Yeah, Got to meet them where they are. Yep. Yep, exactly. When you were first started out, have you ever bought a clinic, sold a clinic, moved around? <laughs> I've done it all actually. Uh, when I, when I got out of practice, I practiced with my brother for, uh, I'd say about six months and, uh, <laughs> and, 
you know, he's the guy who used to sit on my head when I was nine years old and, and, and stuff like that. So I just did, didn't still talk work there. out. Yeah. And not, not nothing bad against that. It's just, you know, uh, I just didn't like working with somebody. And so I had the opportunity to purchase a practice and I purchased a practice. It was quite a different style of practice than uh, I, I uh, should have uh, realized. Um, it was a contact re- uh, a CRA, a contact analysis practice. Um, and, uh, I was, I'm, I'm a Gonstead doctor. So it was, it was a little bit, uh, different of a shift and, but we got, we made a big practice over there. We, uh, we, um, we're seeing about 70 patients a day. Uh, it might be moderate to big. I don't know what it is, but, um, um, and then the local industry that had been there for a hundred years decided to implode and we ended up moving back into the Des Moines area. And uh, started out um, again, and I was taking insurance and, and all that type of stuff and realized, ah, I can't do this. So I went to strictly cash, and um, and then uh, eventually I got to what's called a membership practice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I definitely – behind the scenes, the membership practice is actually what's to come in the interview. That's <laughs> why I invited him on. But now that you said all this other stuff, if you don't mind, let's spend a few minutes yeah. and go through the weeds of – so contact reflex analysis, for those who aren't chiropractors, is a very light touch type of well, it's muscle testing. neural input. Yeah, it's muscle testing with uh, the nutrition and all that type of stuff. And and uh, it's fine and good, I, but I, I like hands-on adjusting. And, and Gonstead uh, is definitely, you're going to You can know you're move. adjusted. Yes, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. When C1 moves, you'll feel it. <laughs> <laughs> Double clunker. <laughs> yeah. That came out of my head? Oh, okay. <laughs> Fingers are moving. Toes are moving. I'm perfect. So I, I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was asking me, hey, what's your opinion about buying this clinic? I was like, all right, well, give me, give me some details. Does he have like $20 adjustments, all kinds of free deals, wheeling and dealing? I was like, no. Okay. Then he's like uh, – it's like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, you're coming out of school. I was like, "One, you're not going to get a loan, and two, you don't know what you're doing." Right. I was like, "I would probably recommend not buying that clinic." Yeah. <laughs> but what? Do you have any advice for people like since you've bought a clinic, uh, what to look out for, or what's considered like? It, it depends uh, on what your goal is. It, it really depends on what your goal is because. Um, yeah, if you want to go an insurance based, you better have a a firm insurance base that you can go into and all that type of stuff. And and I'm of the belief now that if you're going to go insurance based, you're going to have a completely, um, well, a, a total majority of a symptom based practice because treating people for wellness and charging an insurance company, I think, is fraud. Uh, in in my mind, um, it, it's totally ridiculous. So um, yeah, I would I would. Now having the, the 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 benefit of 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 wisdom and experience behind me, I really wish I would have started out a lot differently than I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you said uh, the biggest industry jumped out of your town, yeah, did you almost go bankrupt before you decided I need to jump ship too, or did um, you see the writing on the wall? We well, we so, uh, it, it was Maytag Industries, and, uh. and Maytag. Uh, um, I had both the corporate and the, the union folks as patients in my office. And when they would get in together, it would, in my reception room, it would get quite tense in the office. 
Oh boy. Yes, and you would be, <laughs> and they'd spout off their their uh, their displeasure with each other in my office. So I could see the writing on the wall, and then then the strike came, and then the buyout came, and then you could see that the new industry was or the Whirlpool who bought out Maytag didn't want to deal with any of the union there. They just said we're yanking it out. So then you you had whole families leave out of town. So instead of closing that practice, I just picked it up and moved it <laughs> to Des Moines, which is about 30 miles away. And uh, um, that's when the gas prices spoke, spiked up. Um, not to say that I lost all my, my existing practice members, but because uh, 20 years later, I'm still seeing the same people from the, the 30 miles away, you know. Um, right. Just, just always been there for them. Um, but it, it, it was – you know, it, it was really a strange, strange process. And I made some bad dis- business decisions. And um, I thought I could go as big as I, I, I was. I shouldn't have. I should have went to small. Um, like a space? Yeah, yeah. A, a space would be would be nice. With the, And I've learned the big trick of starting out in practice is small overhead, as small as you can possibly get it. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and a consistent income. So uh, that, that's what you, you got to look for. And and that's why I chose what I'm doing today. So, Okay. Well, I appreciate you answering those questions because that – and I think that's something that we all struggle with, you know, especially when I go back to America. Should I buy again? Yeah. Should I start over, start small, work in somebody else's office? Like all those questions that I have a good idea, but, man, someone who's already done it before, they should have even more wisdom. Well, And they've seen other people make mistakes, and it's all about avoiding those. If we go ahead with this conversation, I'll – you know, if, if we've got a bunch of new docs listening and all that type of stuff, I'll make some common sense to you, kind of smack you right in the face because uh, there are some real truths out there that you have to be – you know, still paying $1,200 a month for, for student loans type of thing. It's still yeah. going on. You know, it, it's 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 amazing. So student loans are a factor. Your buyout is a factor and all that type of stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Well, we covered some of these questions, so let's just jump into it. Give us the process. You kind of gave it up to us already, but I'm sure you didn't just jump into, let's do a membership practice. You probably were one foot in, one foot out. What price should I charge? It's not working this price. I got to increase it, decrease it. Give us the lowdown on how it works and if is it something that we can do and be profitable? Okay, have that standard the, of living. The the one of the guys, the brainchilds behind this uh, um, whole process was uh, Dr. Tim Langley in Marietta, Georgia. So he's right next to Life College and all that type of stuff. He's an ex banker and and uh, chiropractic was his second uh, second chosen profession, I believe. Um, but he's a wonderful chiropractor, wonderful guy. And we were having this conversation because I was trying to do a cash practice. And what I was noticing was some months were great, some months were not so great, and all that type of stuff. And that was the same way it was in a, an insurance-based practice. Uh, we all had heard the joke that you go on vacation on, on, in January because nobody wants to meet their deductible. And, and you know, so nobody comes into your office on January's. Um, so – that's the way it was. It was like, it was like a roller coaster of income while you're trying to build a new cash practice. And I didn't like it. And he says, Chad, what's, what's the main focus of you as a chiropractor? And I'll ask you, Justin, what's the main focus of a chiropractor? What, what do we do? The adjustment. Well, we, why do we adjust? Potential. Get rid of pain, 
turn on the nervous system, make sure everything's working like it needs to okay. and so that your body can heal from the inside out. You sound like me, but I'm going to even go simpler. I'm going to say the main focus of a chiropractor is simply to remove interference. There we go. Right? And then, then all else fails, right? Or, or, or all, not all else fails, all else follows that. Um, so let me ask you. If removing interference is a benefit to the body and of the of the practice members that we see, why aren't you doing that with your practice? Why aren't you removing all the interference out of your practice to make it run as efficiently and as profitably as possible? I mean, I think that's our goal. Exactly. So then that's how the membership fits in. The membership is a flat rate fee per month. And uh, if you want to... Um, and it's unlimited care. And if you want to um, say, whoa, I don't know if we can do that. I mean, I've, I've had instructors at Palmer College tell their students that what I'm doing is illegal. Absolutely. And you know what? I would halfway agree with them if I took insurance. But because I don't take insurance and I'm 100% cash, screw that. I'm totally legal. Um, so, so that means no Medicare, no Medicaid, no, no auto Medicare, accidents. no Medicaid, no nothing. So. Um, I, I just don't deal with that. So, and I don't so that's how you can get around it, not being an insurance company, right. as they like to say. Yeah, because if you, if you take insurance and have a membership practice at the same time, that's, that, that's a fleet, um, what do you call it, double, double fee system, and that's illegal in most states. And so you can't even bill. Uh, the patients can't like – Nope, they can't turn it into their insurance company or anything. Okay. So, and and when you just start describing the insurance problem that they have, because they're not thinking of their deductible, they're not thinking of their copay, they're not thinking of a, of a lot of things uh, when it comes to use, utilizing their insurance. And and so when you start describing that, okay, you got a you know fifteen hundred two thousand dollar deductible, which means you pay upfront. All of it out of your pocket until you reach that two thousand dollar deductible. Or if you're paying a twenty, thirty, forty dollar copay per visit, paying sixty nine dollars a month for unlimited care suddenly makes a lot of sense for them. I mean, it's a joke. I mean, that's like <laughs> exactly, exactly. So when you when you look at it, also, um, uh, here in Iowa, um, I, I don't know why. Because we have more chiropractors per capita per person than most other states, um, and and our negotiation skills with like Wellmark um, are are pitiful. I mean, uh, you might charge fifty dollars, but you might collect twenty two. And some chiropractor probably owns the other five percent that they take off the top. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So they negotiated real well for the yeah, profession. Exactly. So so if you if you, and if you start doing the numbers when it comes to a membership practice, uh, what they're spending at my practice consistently year after year after year, it's pretty much on par with what you'd probably be getting with insurance, but with the factor of at its consistent income. And where that comes in is it's all about memberships. I, I take care of individual people too. My individual price is, some, is around $50 per visit. Okay. Um, so, and and everybody has their credit card on file, um, and it's it, nobody owes me anything, which is kind of nice. Yeah. But when you start getting 
and you start doing the numbers. So my 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 individual rate is sixty nine dollars a month. My couple's rate is ninety ninety nine dollars a month. And my family, I don't care if they have six kids, is one twenty nine a month. So when you start averaging that all in, it it averages out to about a hundred bucks a month per membership. Okay. So that's that that's kind of the neat part. So then that makes the numbers easy. Um, and when you're first starting out, you might want to say the first um, 25 memberships are $50 per month type of thing, um, just, right. to, just to cover your overhead because that's what you're yeah, – Because you got to have a lot of members to really yep. make a, a living that you could be proud of and not be like, oh, man, I'm barely making well, it. I don't have enough memberships. Not as many as you think. Because, you know, what's, what's the average pra- practice have when it comes to um, um, patients in their office? It's, it, it's around that 1,000 to 1,500 mark and all that type of stuff. When it comes down to memberships, you're looking for, do the math. If you have 100 memberships, um, average of $100 per membership each month, it's $10,000 in your, in your pocket minus your, your um, overhead. Yeah, so that kind of covers your mo- your overhead for right. the month. So if you have 200 memberships, that's $20,000 a month minus your overhead, but your overhead stays the same. So that's How why did- it's nice to have a, a smaller overhead because everything on top of your overhead is your gravy. If you have 300 memberships, you have a rocking practice. You know? What about what about like when you're trying to build it? There's two questions. When you're trying to build it, what's a realistic build rate? And then what's the um what do they call it? Re- not retention, but the ones that fall off yep. every month. So this is what kind of off. numbers are we seeing here? Attrition. Yep. yep. Um, you know what? It, it, it's always greater. The build is always greater than the attrition rate. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and sometimes it goes fast. <clears throat> sometimes it doesn't go fast. For, for me and, and, and my experience, and I see it on, on – and what you wanted to ask me about was like uh, uh, advertising and the return of investment. And it's the stupidest thing, but I spent a lot of money on advertising over over the course of years. And what I found is the more I spend on advertising, the reverse effect it has on me. What? It's really? the stupidest thing. I've done radio advertising. I've done television advertising. Done newspaper advertising, and the more money I spend, the bigger drought I have. So, if you want to talk about advertising, talk about internal advertising and referrals. That's the biggest source that you're going to have, and the most connected people you're going to have. So, and if you want to sponsor an event or something like that, you know, to get out in the community and have people meet you and talk right. to you, that's always a good thing. But television, radio advertising. Um, oh no! There's no way. It's too for, much for money. Me, for me, it it doesn't work, and it, it was like the biggest um, fish slap of of all time. You know, like yeah. uh, I'm spending all this money, and it's it's like a drought for you know how many weeks or months and stuff like that. And so maybe I just don't get the marketing thing, and and uh, and I've listened to all the gurus. I've joined a couple guru groups, and um, and uh, that will remain nameless. Um, yeah, yeah, but. Now, as a membership doctor, we have a um, a Facebook group that's called the, the the membership. We call us ourselves a membership mafia. 
<laughs> and it's filled with it, we've got about 500 members so there's about 500 members throughout the united states canada uh, uh doing so and so <clears throat> what we what we found out is um we're all sick of the gurus and, and not to say there aren't good gurus there there are some good you know uh, chiropractic uh, services out there but i tell you what um it gets a little frustrating because it just becomes a talking head. So this group, we kind of shunned all gurus. Um, okay. And we've, we've steered the new people to start small. Just start small. You can get you can get by with a lot less than you think you need. You don't need a staff member. You don't. I had seven staff members, and half of them were to chase money. Yeah. That I wasn't going to get <laughs> a lot of times um, with Medicare and all that type of stuff. But I just got, I just got frustrated with all that type of stuff, and and it needed to become more simple. And Dr. Tim Langley, I, I I throw it all to him because I tell you what, he he was right. If if the goal of your practice is to remove interference, well then that should be your practice too. You should be removing all the interference within your practice. Now, couple couple handful of questions on this one. When you're, are you adjustment only? Is there a way to do yep. laser or traction or muscle stim if you feel like you'd like that? Is there nope. a better price in your group that do it? Um, if they want that stuff, they can go someplace else, you know, and, and okay. do that. I'll, I'll concentrate just on the adjustment. And I'm not going to try to sell people on a nutrition or or anything. It, it's just not my expertise. If they want okay. if they want nutritional advice. I'll give them maybe a little that I have, and then send them to the the nutrition store with a, a lady that I trust who's a nutritionist um, mm-hmm. uh, that can give them a lot better advice than I can, rather than having three hours of class and calling myself right. a nutrition expert. Expert. So, you know, it's um, yeah. And, and do my people in your group say again. I say, do people in your group ever do rehab, or most of of the group is a uh, Straight chiropractic. Straight, it, it, it's you kind of get ridiculed if you start talking about the outside stuff, you know. Um, not that, that anybody's against rehab, um, but just send them somebody I, else. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be somebody's substitute for their medical doctor. If they have a medical doctor or a medical complaint or or any type, other type of discipline, um, my my whole focus on my practice is the is the the detection, the analysis, and the correction of, of vertebral subluxation. And 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 that's enough for me, you know. Uh, and I don't want to pretend to be anybody's medical. Um, knowledge expert or anything like that go to the, go to the medical doctor and I, right. I, I i always tell them this if if you come to me consistently and we we work consistently together you're going to see your medical doctor a lot less and maybe, yeah, that's a good thing you know maybe you should go to him once a year to check things out that's fine and and yeah. uh, have him remark that he hardly ever sees you again that's great um but uh that's the the normal pattern that i see um um, also I, the, the, one of the big questions I've had with people with the membership is don't some people abuse the care, you know, exactly. Um, and I'll say, yes, some people do or few people do. And as long as you have the recommendations that you put out for people, I have a, a couple that come in every day, every day, every day. And and I, it took me a while, but then I'm like, 
because uh, I scope, I gown and scope people. I have an objective mm. view of what's going on. I'll scope them, say, you know what, Matt? You don't need to be adjusted today. Thanks, Doc. Just wanted to check. Huh. Oh, okay. There you go. So it's not the fact that they expect to get adjusted every time. They're just coming in to get checked. Okay, that's fine. If it takes two minutes in my chair to do that, that's fine. Um, will there be people that, that demand to get adjusted? Well, yeah, but it's malpractice if they don't need to be adjusted and you do it anyway, right? So <laughs> so, so there's a certain amount of like doctor authority that you have yeah, to say like, yeah. in the onboarding process. Like you're going to be seen maybe eight times this month. Right. Maybe it might be five times next month and then two times a month or right. one time a month. If you want to come in more, we'll check you, but that doesn't mean you're going to get adjusted. Right. doesn't mean I have to treat you 30 times this month. Exactly. You know, so it's not good for you at all. Yeah. So you have to, you have to play the big boy <laughs> and you, you gotta, you gotta be a little bit authoritative with them because you know, that's, I think that's what they're looking for. A lot sometimes of times you have to fire people too, if they're and, just really not going to get the hint. Yeah. And then if I also, uh, I have a rule that it, I'm open Monday through Thursday. Um, by the way, I've never been open more than 27 hours a week in my whole oh, entire goodness. life of, of being a chiropractor. And right now I'm open 22 hours a week, Monday through Thursday. So, and, and one of the reasons behind that is time consolidation. Yeah. If I have, uh, eight hours of sitting on my butt, poof. Uh, and, and getting up every once in a while versus if I have three hours to concentrate my my care on, on, on adjusting people and I'm up and in, in, in doing stuff. So my office hours are 8.30 to noon, 3.30 to 5.30, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. And then I have a three-and-a-half-hour lunch hour. Well, I can do anything I want. I can go to the, the pistol range or I can go to, uh, you know, shoot a couple uh, – uh, golf balls or something like that, or or I can take a you can nap. eat, watch a movie, and take exactly. a nap. Exactly. So I'm I'm working on a man cave right back here on the on the wall. You know, I put an Xbox in or something, but <laughs> <laughs> but I still can see a higher volume of people in a consolidated time. Or I could work mm -hmm. on marketing my practice <laughs> in that three and a half Well, that's hours. what the gurus would tell you. Get out of your office, sir. Get out there and make work. some more memberships. <laughs> So I, 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 that's what I've done is is I, I've consolidated my adjusting times. So yeah, that's smart right there. Anyway, yeah, you got to do that. Uh, it's so it's so tiring. I have to do it here because we can't. We don't consolidate, and it's just like man, I, you get tired and you get lazy, and you're just like, oh, I got to treat this patient. You're like, wait, wait, wait. That's why I'm here to treat a patient. But whenever I'm booked out like ten in a row, right? Oh. That third visit's getting really good. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. finally <laughs> tuned in. You're, you're in your element. You got a little sweat going on and all that type of stuff. That's that's what I love. I, I, I'd say that's what I love most about chiropractic is, is when you, you kind of get your groove on and you're, you're seeing patients and they're, you got your waiting room full and all that type of stuff. That's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. What about the patient view? Do they look at you like they do these um, – uh, $20 adjustment places uh, <laughs> that will um, remain nameless. Do they look at you like this is a good value? Are you undervalued? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, I tell you what, I, I only offer the $69 a month once. And if they opt out of it, they're not getting that deal back. Oh. If they want back in the membership, it's 30 bucks more a month. 
then they appreciate it. Um, or if I have a person who consistently comes in and needs to be seen on a weekend for some reason, which I don't have any qualms about. If they're, if, if they're a pretty standardized patient, they, they, I know that they're taking good care of themselves, then boom, yeah, I'll, I'll hop in on a weekend and I won't charge them anything extra. If they neglect themselves for you know a couple months, three months, or something like that, and then want me to come in on a weekend, I'm charging the heck out of them. Um, right. And you know, it, some people get it, or some few people really get it. Some people get it. Other people are kind of like, okay, they they're a little neutral on it, and then some and a few don't get it. Um, and and it's 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 a biological spectrum, you know. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Um, um, the bell curve. Do, do you happen to find that once they're on it, they stay on it for a while, even if they don't use it for a couple of months? Kind of like a gym. You're like, yep. I could cancel it, but then I gotta rejoin if I hurt again, and it's gonna be more expensive. Or you know, I'll just ask. It's seventy bucks. I'll just. Make up for it next week. Some, next some people do that. Some people do that. And there's a, a point where I'm like, okay, I'll give them a call. Joe, what's been going on? I haven't seen you in three months, and, and you're, I'm, you're still on the membership. What's going on? And, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Doc. You know, I just you – know, work's been so busy, and I just totally forgot about it. And I'm like, well, do you want to stay on the membership or not? You know, um, I'll and, keep taking your money, but it seems like you're not yeah, getting any value yeah. out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um and people say, "Oh, that's illegal because you can't take." It. Well, no, they're paying for the membership. All members get adjusted free, type of thing. So it, it, it's the way you look at it as well. So and there's no onboarding fee, like a concierge practice. You pay me two G's plus a fee each time. No, 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 no. <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? Have you heard of that? About that? Before? Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> there's a couple of chiropractors around my area that they they'll uh, come to the patient and oh, you got degeneration. Watch out! <laughs> you got spinal degeneration. Uh, you can pay me four thousand dollars, and and uh, and we'll take this care, care of this for you for a certain amount of time, and and then we'll go on a cash basis you know, after that. Yeah. So it, it's it'll a, be seventy two visits later. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, no, no. Um, uh, we okay. Yeah, yeah. That answers All your right. question. Yeah. What about backlash from other chiropractors in your area? Or I guess you've kind of mentioned that they'll. They'll wave the, I'm going to turn you in for insurance fraud, but you get respect or you get booed by your fellow? If it is, it's behind my back, which, you know what? I've, I've caught a couple and I've confronted. Okay. I, I don't know. If you if you know me on Facebook, uh, um, I've got a, kind of a, a nice following on Facebook. I, uh, I'm kind of a confronter. So I know that people out there that are saying things about me behind my back don't want me knowing that they're saying things behind my back. Because I'll confront them, and uh, that's happened a couple times, and it's I, I view it as a lot of fun. <laughs> fun. And uh, um, you know, if, if they're complaining about me, that, that's that's fine. You know, okay. Sh- sh- show the value of your own practice. I'm trying to yeah. serve as many people as I possibly can, and and showing my success through the memberships that I have, not how many visits I see in a day. And that's, yeah. that's the big difference, right? That is a pretty big difference because yeah. you're actually, you know, so many people see they all have 400 a week, but then you're like, well, how many are paying and mm-hmm. how many were 
just you know, there's all these little caveats that you have to, to do, and I, I don't like that either. It's like let's just, just be honest. Yeah, we don't have to try to brush our egos so much. Yeah, but when you're talking about a running a card or, or whatever, is there like I've heard of certain programs? Oh, um, I use Heartland Payment Systems, and okay. I've used them for years. And w- what happens is you don't store any of the credit card information in your practice. They store it good. Their serve the payment server. So, and then you just set up the schedule for, for what you want. So, um, so right now I've got, uh, about five paydays a month. You know, I, I look forward to those paydays oh. every month and it, it's kind of a neat thing. So, and oh, so you can let the patient say, Hey, could you just draft it on the 10th or like the 18th or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So I give, okay. I give five choices on those, those dates and, you know, okay, it's good. So yeah, it's kind of nice that way. That's pretty great. And, uh, and like I said uh, at the beginning, it's a consistent income. It's not dropping off and all that type of stuff. It it's yeah. consistent. I I know from month to month, and and I do ask that people give me a forty five day written notice just for budgeting sake, so I can say, okay, it's Mary dropped off this month, uh, uh, and then I got two over here that have gained. Okay, so I know where I'm at financially month to month rather than trying to guess. When you can easily see if you just lost 40 people this month. Yeah. Something happened. Something and happened. Uh, I wasn't wearing my deodorant. So I, I, yeah, <laughs> I was sleeping with the adjustments. Uh, referral ideas. Do you have, Willie, one idea that's been really good for you that anybody can implement? Ask. Boom. Ask. Do you have a special script that we have to memorize to no, make it no, work? No. <laughs> Ask. You know, What's the magic seven words, please? Hey, Mary, you've gotten such great results here. You know, have you told anybody? If she goes, oh, I haven't. Well, or, or I tell everybody. Okay, well, you know, here, hand this to to how many people that you need. You know, and and I do offer a free consultation and and uh, um, um, free adjustment for the first one. Just, just okay. because people don't necessarily know if they like my style of chiropractic, they don't. You know, if they don't want to feel like they've been adjusted <laughs> they won't <pay> me. <laughs> no. so and people kind of like oh really but i one thing i always do after i give a person an adjustment is i always call them the next day saying hey how you doing and you wouldn't believe the amount of people that say no doctor's ever done that before with me i mean you know just wanted that is a chiropractic sure. staple right there yeah 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 cuz uh, when you when you're starting changing the frame you're going to you're going to work different muscles differently than you normally would after you get adjusted and you might feel a little fatigued and tired the next day. We, I call it the yeah, Mack truck common. effect. Yeah. So oh the Mack truck effect. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, oh god, going back from the gym, you haven't been in a while, you like, oh, but those hundreds of little muscles up and down the spine, how are they going to feel after they're working differently and they haven't worked in a while? So, that's that's one thing to consider. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever done anything like mugs or T-shirts or hats or anything like that? Does that do anything? Yeah, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you just wasting money. It's wasting money. It really is. Thanks for joining the membership. Here's a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's re- like you said, return on investment. Uh, yeah, if I, brand if I awareness. get T-shirts, I don't give T-shirts away for uh, – and I've done it. I not not for rewards. Here, take a T-shirt. You know, a T-shirt and all that type of stuff. And you know, um, one of the yeah. biggest one of the biggest things. <laughs> it's going to sound stupid. 
is I, I, I live on a horse ranch and on this horse ranch we have, uh, we, we board horses and, and we just recently started raising chickens. And one of the big buzzes in my practice right now is Dr. Jan's got fresh farm, fresh eggs. Oh boy. <laughs> and they're mine. <laughs> yeah, they're mine. <clears throat> and hey, I bring in about five dozen a week. And just do a, you know, uh, I have to do it donation-wise, you know, a suggested donation. But it's funny because the, the last three new patients I've had, the friend has been talking to him forever about me. But then since I got farm fresh eggs, oh, I got to get in on that type of thing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What? It's worth $69 a month and three ninety five for some fresh eggs. Chickens have a good ROI, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so specialty niche, we got chicken raising, if it suits your fancy. Oh, my goodness. That's great. Well, actually, what about, uh... actually, specialty niche is going to be something a little different. Okay, uh, what you, you got? Heard, have you ever heard of network spinal analysis? I mean, I heard of it. Okay, have you ever seen it? Uh, I can't say that I really have, to okay. be honest. It's bizarre. And me with a big G on my forehead, when I first saw it, I stood up and after the young girl did it to me and said that she's the worst thing the chiropractic profession had ever produced and she should probably get out of the profession. And uh, then you ate some crow, eat some crow. And um, there are other valid forms of, of care out there uh, when it comes to tonal, when it comes to segmental upper cervical and all that type of stuff. So I've, I've, I've learned that I got to learn that early on Um I got, I got really interested in the the network process So um, because it, something happened that I couldn't explain to one of my employees when I was watching her. And I'm like, okay, if I'm going to be a real skeptic, I better be an objective skeptic and check it out for myself. So I went out to a seminar, and I listened to Donnie Epstein for the first three hours and was angry because he was just – he was bashing regular chiropractic, hands-on chiropractic. And, and I'm like, if you got – something good don't bash something other to make yourself look good just you know just be so yeah every horror story possible <laughs> right right so um i i became intrigued um had an experience out there that i thought i could start bringing to my practice and um so i brought that the, some of the protocols back and it didn't work i it, it, i don't know it was my intent or whatnot um, or it probably worked, but I wasn't understanding what I was seeing and all that type of stuff. I don't want to, and, and don't get me wrong. Donnie Epstein is a genius and all this type of stuff. Um, but something was going wrong and, and I, I, I was still upset with his characterization of, of the, the traditional chiropractor move the bone. But one light bulb went off for me is, is, uh, when you want to start introducing that, that, that light touch, the tonal, is probably when the bone is uh, at its freest, the nervous system is at its freest, so the brain can connect more energy or connect hmm. more um, uh, information about itself. And I ended up developing a, a, a similar techniques uh, called spinal tuning that okay. gets people freaked out. Um, and what I – I've tried to monetize it, tried to figure out how to monetize it, and I don't think I can. So I become a student, and this would be my specialty, on the the, the, the mechanisms of innate intelligence. And, right. and I think that we chiropractors, we take it for granted a lot. Um, and frankly, if uh, uh, a lot of chiropractors, and I've seen this, if they see innate at work, uh, standing right in front of their eyes, 
they wouldn't they, they'd be freaked out about it. And so that's one have been it's been one of my um, interests is to understand and seek out innate processes and and how they work and and the mechanisms behind them. So so I, I would say if that's one quirk I have, that's it. Um, and that I've gave- so this would be all like the weird stuff that some chiropractors don't want to talk about because it makes the profession look kooky. Oh like, yeah, 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 of- yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it is. Um, and and uh, if you if you do spinal t- uh, if you if you uh, search spinal tuning on YouTube, you're going to see some things that are going to drop your jaw. And so mm. I've recorded some things, um, and it's all it's all innate born. It's it's uh, something that needs to be explored. And I think if our profession doesn't do it, another profession or another line of thought is going to start looking at the innate processes and and how we can start working with the innate and communicating with the innate processes to work better for the individual. So um, I don't think we as a profession understand innate as well as we think we do. Mm. Yep. Very interesting. Spinal tuning on YouTube. Yep. It'll okay. your jaw. I mean, the, the original chiropractic story was the guy, you know, with the hearing and mm-hmm. You could hear again, which is, you know, you're like, how do you explain that? Like, oh, you hit his head. Okay, so maybe something was <laughs> off. But that's still kind of crazy. Well, no. I mean, I bumped my head pretty if good you had doc- sometimes. If, if you had Dr. Strang as, as a philosophy professor, he goes through the neural pathways by heart every, every trimester. When he was alive, he would go through the neural uh, uh, pathways on how the adjusting of the, the upper thoracics would definitely affect the uh the hearing uh, mechanism so uh it was it was kind of cool uh going through that did you go to palmer at all or no i went to texas chiropractic okay all right dr strang is a is a staple in chiropractic and and it's uh he was worked with bj and all that type of stuff so oh yeah i don't know if i've met anybody that's really gurued with these guys like i know you know arlen fur and, and those yeah. people but he probably knew some of those guys but other than him I don't really, I, you know, I don't know that many older people that that bridge that BJ and maybe his first disciple. Right, if you right. Call him that. <laughs> There's very few of them left. I mean, one of my favorites was Doctor Barge, and ah. if you ever get a chance to to pick up one of his books, do so because it's 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 it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. Is he the blue books? No, no, that's Doctor Strauss, and he's another great one. Oh, okay. Um, he is in your face logic ah. when it comes to arguing the the whole principles of chiropractic and whatnot. And I mean, very very talented in how he uh, he's a wordsmith and and how he explains the chiropractic philosophy. Got him over in my bookstand right over there. So, do you happen to have any five year goals or ten year goals that you uh, have set and my are wife, to pursuing? My wife says, "Well, when when are we planning on retiring?" And I'm like. I, I haven't thought about that. I don't know. Maybe I got a part-time job over here. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I, no. I mean, other than more memberships, that's great. You know, for five, 10 year goals, that that's fine. I guess one of my goals would be to grow the practice big enough. So I'd have to hire uh, our, uh, another Close doctor it. and then I can go take vacations wherever I want. So I, I don't think of in terms of, of, uh, Goals and this is what I want to get to. I just kind of, kind of live the stream, go, go, going down the stream and, and having fun while doing it. So, okay, not a problem there. Where do you see the profession going in a few years? Mm. Is that a can of worms? 
that's a can of worms. That's that's a whole uh, whole, whole other podcast, yeah. I think. Because what I see coming out of some of the schools with the students and whatnot, they're not getting their hands on as many people as they should. I've seen some major schools downplay the the aspect of the adjustment mm-hmm. and go more towards the physical therapy <coughs> down the road. Um, yeah. It, well, that's kind of the stance that the ACA just took was, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm all for, for evidence-based. I actually do rehab and I believe in all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they definitely took a stance where this is where the profession is going as we see it. Yeah. To definitely do more rehab to do things that show that evidence supports it including the styles of adjustment you do mm-hmm. that's you know that's definitely the majority of the schools now i think there's only like a handful that are really pushing philosophy and the straight but, so that when you get out but, you have a strong foundation those that, that too. Push, but those that push the uh those that push the the philosophy and what and and the, the straightness they're not necessarily saying, well, we don't need any evidence. No, they've compiled uh, a tremendous amount of evidence. Uh, if you look at Dr. Christopher Kent's, uh, have you ever heard of him, Dr. Christopher Kent? Yeah. Wonderful guy. Um, uh, he's a genius in our profession. Um, yeah, he's published a lot. He's published a lot. And, and of, of the, the objective evidence when it comes to mm-hmm. vertical subluxation and, and this is a practice. What I don't want the profession to get to is – telling me you have to practice this way and you can't just concentrate your practice on adjusting the spine. And that's one thing that I'm, I get concerned about is because I know we can do it, especially, you know, someone who's graduated like when I did versus when you did, we're actually trained in it from the get go where you pretty much would have had to learn it at seminars. And so as an insurance model, it makes sense to do rehab and all this extra stuff because you can double and triple your bill. Yeah. Oh, and gosh. then yeah, right. So for a while there, I was with a chiropractor, and he only saw ten people a day, but <laughs> he would. Uh, there were over a hundred dollars for his his billing. Yeah. You know. Okay. So if you if you see a hundred people or ten people a day, and you're getting a thousand dollars from those ten people, then okay. But that's raping the insurance company. I I just. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather I'd rather see 70, 80, 100 people a day um, and and have it make be more affordable to them out of their pocket. So um, I've yeah. become a, a curmudgeon where I don't think the chiropractic profession should be involved with insurance at all anymore. So we'll see what happens with the uh, what's coming down the pipe. It's been a crazy couple of uh, weeks here. Yeah, it has. It so, has. So I don't remember the guy's names, but. I, me and my buddy were talking about it today, and we were just, I was like, all this happened this past week? <laughs> my goodness, I must have been uh, off the news feed a little bit here. Um, but You always have to have an out plan, right? <laughs> yeah. So so if, if chiropractic, if they're going to start pushing drugs and all that type of stuff and, and prescribing drugs and have prescription rights, and just like a medical doctor, I'll tell you what. I'll start up a new profession called spinal tuning and, and, and just take the chiropractic principles over. As long as the principles survive, you know, I don't care what you call it. It's going to, it's going to survive. I think so. There's so many groups on Facebook that are just talking tick all the time. And, oh yeah. And they all have like either there's always overlap, but there's always certain people that just follow this one group in this one group. So right. it's, I think it's going right. I mean, in, um, in England, there's several chiropractors that have become spinologists. 
just because they want to adjust the spine and they don't, they, they can't refer to themselves as chiropractors at all and all that type of stuff. And it, you know, if it goes that way, it goes that way. So, um, huh. I, I don't know. They have like laws and protections against that, like hurting people and stuff though. Well, if you call yourself a chiropractor, then you have to practice within this strict little box. Oh, yep. And it has to be medically necessary and medically uh, approved and all that type of stuff. Well, some mm. chiropractors over there have gotten away with it by calling themselves spinologists. And that was uh, mm. Reggie Gold's old uh, thing. Um, uh, yep. So, so that group. You know, in the Ukraine, I think the proper term for a chiropractor is a, a vertebrologist. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's so that's what they're just called. I like spinal like, tunis because that's more accurate in what we do. <laughs> I mean, we are fine tuning the spine. Exactly. <laughs> well, besides chiropractic, what what gets you going? Kids, hobbies, volunteering? I'm a Freemason. Okay. And that's more of my social network. Uh, so I, I I became a Freemason because uh, that's what uh, Dr. Palmer was uh, was in the Freemasons and, and whatnot. And so some you of the treasure, principles. Treasure hunts the, and things. So, anyway. what? You do treasure hunts and things. Oh like yeah, the yeah, all the time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to go to Oak Island and figure out what that thing's all about. Um, <laughs> no, but if you look at the beginnings of our profession, um, Dr. Palmer, he was a, a mason. There was a time at uh, at Palmer where you could not become an instructor at Palmer unless you were uh, a Freemason. Um, so the Stevens uh, was and whatnot. And when you look at the philosophy, the universal uh, philosophy, the universalism, uh, you see a lot of the time when chiropractic was trying to uh, separate itself as, as a, dis- a distinct and unique profession away from the medical profession back in, in way in the day, you'll see a lot of the philosophies borrowed from the Freemason philosophy, I think, uh, in describing uh, chiropractic. Yeah. So it, that got me interested. And, and uh, one thing you can't do as a Freemason uh, and being a chiropractor is you can't use it as a, like a BNI group or a, or a network referral group. You just, just be a, a oh. uh, just be a brother. Just, it's a, it's a fraternity. So, uh, okay. but that aspect of the fraternity of the, some of the philosophical uh, philosophical understandings and whatnot really get me going um, and, and looking at, at those different, similarities so okay i also own a horse ranch down south of town and i live out in the country i have six kids wow you just animals yep i do i I don't charge for that but people bring their dogs into the office every once in a while and then i've started adjusting horses and whatnot jay cormac cormac just uh did a nice documentary called life adjusted and it tells the mm. chiropractic story through adjusting horses. You can you can find it online, but it's a really good documentary. I'd, I'd really recommend it. What do you do with the horses? Do you board them, race them, we, I breed them? I board them. Yep. Um, and I, I run them around in a circle. Horses. I I don't ride them as much as as I'd like to, just because I, I don't know. It's I've seen too many people get injured. I mean, that guy came in. That's one paralyzed waist down. Somebody no broke their ribs and they never blamed the horse. They never blamed. The, it's not the horse's fault that they threw me off. There was a spook going on or I've something. I'm like, I don't know. It times. sounds like a horse is dangerous. Yeah. I've gotten thrown off a couple times and that it kind of, kind of wakes you up going, uh, but the, I mean, snow skiing, uh, water skiing, any other type of activity you can, you can get hurt at. So uh, there's a risk involved. So, 
But I've uh, gotten bruises fencing, but that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like the Olympic caring, style. I like caring for them. They're 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 great animals. Yeah. So yep, they are pretty. Yeah, definitely. Well, it sounds like you have this already. So, I'm, but I'm asking anyway. You got 26 hours ish of working. You got horses. Do you find it difficult to create a home life balance, or have you nailed it? Ah, uh, I think we've nailed it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we. Yeah. Uh, all the kids are homeschooled. Believe it or not. My wife is exceptional. She's also a nurse. Uh, ah. So from the get-go, we've understood what health care is versus what medical care is. So she works Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I work Monday through Thursday. And we've never had to do daycare or or, or anything like that. We, I've got 18-year-old through 4-year-old. Oh, really? Yeah. As for balance, ah, it just kind of all seems to, to work. I mean – you're a busy man. Yeah. I, I, when I was growing up, I don't remember spending as much time with my dad growing up as, as I do with the kids because um, he was out golfing a lot or, or something like that. But uh, but no, I spend a lot of time with the kids and my wife and I have, have our times that we kind of spend together and kind of chuck the kids away or <laughs> they're getting yeah. old enough where they can babysit themselves a little bit. So, What's one way that you and your spouse uh, keep the love alive? Do you all have date night or – yeah, what, every once, what do y'all guys do? Every once in a while, and and believe it or not, working on a farm, there's always something to do. <laughs> yeah. So we just put up fence, so uh, a new fence, so uh, you know it's spending time that way doing things and 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 whatnot. But uh, no, it, never never neglect your your spouse. Don't do it. Working 22 hours a week is a good way not to do that. If you're spending 60 right. hours at your office and, and, and neglecting things at home, there's something wrong with you, not your practice. So, mm. type of thing. You know, if, yeah. So, just consolidate yeah. your adjusting times. That's all you need to do. There we go. And people go, well, gosh, I, you know, I spend 20 minutes with a patient. What? Are you playing cards with them? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, Even if you're doing rehab, your staff should be doing it. Yeah, that. exactly. True. Um, cause people go, you know, how long does it take to, to get adjusted? I said, an adjustment is an instant. It doesn't take long <laughs> to get adjusted at all. It's finding out where to adjust you is the most time and it shouldn't take more than five, six minutes to do so. So, yeah. And if you develop a pattern, less. <laughs> that's something that's hard for the, uh, the Chinese people. You know, they don't understand that. No, I'm done. You, you didn't massage me. You're right. I sure didn't. <laughs> I surely did not. I did it's, not. There's, there's all. There, I'm going to ask you this question because I've always wanted to ask it of a person in your your position. Um, yeah. There's the old saying in China: people pay their doctors to keep them well. In the United States, they pay the embalmer. Is that true? <laughs> um, in a sense, they look at like Eastern like herbs and acupuncture. You know, those are still doctors. Yep. And so there's a lot of people that will go to them. I have a, a sore tooth. What herbs can I take? What yep. tea can I drink to get rid of that? So, so if you it, think of it like that, they're still going to a doctor. They just don't really always want like a Western medicine. So they're going symptom-based though. Oh, yeah. 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 For sure. Because that, that, that saying, you know, it sounds good to an American. Oh, it's Chinese, you know. But no, they're they're – they're going after their symptoms rather than trying to take care of their 
their wellness so they don't get this. Now, teas have magical powers, though. Teas? Drink this. Oh, yeah. Drink oh, okay. the poor tea for this. Drink the black tea for this. This will help you poop. This will help you balance your cold and hot. So there's all these things that they drink like we would take vitamins. Like Right. So so they, they look at it like that. So they have, some people would definitely drink that more often or a special type of like rose hip, you know, uh, dandelions are in the tea for whatever's going on. And so, right. you know, they... They do look at it like that. Let me take this so I don't have, you know, an apple a day yep. keeps the doctor it's, away. It's reactionary things. rather than, yeah, proactionary. So, yeah. 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 That's their proaction. Drink better teas. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you have a morning routine that, or a lunch routine that just uh, focus you for the whole day? Uh, do chores. <laughs> chores. Board horses. <laughs> I thought you had Scoop five poop. employees at home. <laughs> huh? Thought you had five employees at home. I, I do, but I still make it a point <laughs> to wake up at at six o'clock in the morning. And depending on how many we're boarding at the time, I'll I'll bring one, two out. Sometimes three uh, out when we're real busy. And uh, you spend an hour mucking stalls or um, filling waters and and uh, looking after those animals. That's that's the morning routine. <laughs> I hear that definitely. Last question. You ready? Yeah. Favorite books, and you can do each one if you want. Books, podcasts, your favorite phone apps, and these could be ones that you just secretly love, and ones that you just like. Guys, girls, you've got to read this. You've got to look at this. Atlas Shrugged and the Fountainhead. Okay. Yep. I would look into Atlas Shrugged and the Fountainhead, um, and that's by Ian Rand. I've given those books away, and every time that I give one of those books away, and they actually read it. Um, it, it changes a whole mindset, that uh, process of mindsets that, that, that take course over the next five, ten years. That's been, yeah, I, I'd say that would be my favorite book. How can people find you if they wanted to find you? Oh, SpinalTuning.com. Um, that's that's my uh, uh, Facebook as well, Chad Rolfson, R-O-H-L-F-S-E-N. I'm always commenting. I'm 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 a big conservative, uh, but I only yeah. I saw your page. It's like if you're gonna have a a, a fit with conservatives, don't don't watch yeah, this guy's know, like, page. But the, the thing about it is, I got liberal friends that we don't talk about politics when we're together. We either golfing or you know having a good time together. So uh, Facebook is a place where I uh, can express my opinions and tell other people that think the same that they're not alone. And, uh, it's, it's kind of a, that's kind of my thing, um, on there. So, but, uh, if no, you're, I never give the power of to other people to offend me. So, uh, hopefully, you know, they don't either. So, yeah, well, that's a good point you had too, because, you know, some of my friends, we don't actually agree with things. So you just avoid these topics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty more to talk about. Right. Or, or if you, if you do discuss those topics, don't discuss it as a gotcha. Type don't have ill intent that to, to um, um, d- discuss any any topic. I don't think uh, uh, right. discuss topics like adults, and I think that's a, a lost art form that people have have lost because they just get so tied up in their, their gut knots about you know what's it's the, about convincing you that I'm right and you're wrong. Like you have to see it my way. Yeah, see that would be a pretty boring world if everybody thought the way I did, you know? Um, yeah. so I, I always appreciate different opinions and, and whatnot. And, and I, I, I'm a fan of, of, uh, informal fallacy thinking, um, where I can spot informal fallacies. Yeah. 
and in the logical aspects of those. So I'm I love those type of discussions and debates, but I, I don't think it's it's worth it if there's going to be any ill will involved with that. So yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, any closing remarks before we finish up? For any new doctors out there. You can get by with a lot less than you think you, you can. If you're thinking about membership, you can contact myself or Dr. Tim Langley or uh, the membership group is a secret group out there. Um, we share a lot of information when it comes to paperwork or, or marketing ideas and all that type of stuff. We just share. But uh, there is a different way, just as long as you're willing to do it kind of on the straight and narrow of, uh, and not mix things uh, like when it comes to insurance and, and cash practices and all that type of stuff. So um, you're not alone. That's what the on purpose guys say is you're not alone. If you've got some things that you need discussed and talked about, there's somebody else thinking about the same thing. So you reach out. I think it would be the best piece of advice. Dr. Chad, thank you so much for everything that you shared. I think everybody's just going to be blown away and, and have to start listening to this twice to just <laughs> Get some nuggets because I, I, I was like, this is, this is great. So I appreciate you sharing so much. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do it anytime. So if you, if you want to do it again, that's great. We'll follow up. You bet. <laughs> All right, man. Great information, Dr. Chad. Thank you so much. I've always liked and loved the idea of a membership-based practice. I like these uh practices that charge like a monthly fee for a couple of months and then your patient gets all the care that they need and they don't have to do a visit by visit. So thank you for opening my eyes to a whole nother method as well. Again, if you have a dentist office, orthodontics office, eye doctor, whatever, are there ways that you can implement some of the things that he said into your own clinic? Maybe make it easier. Maybe get out of the insurance model. As always, just listen, learn, and implement. Show notes at doctorsperspective.net slash three nine. Travel tips coming up next. Somebody was asking me the other day, they said, I'm 30 pounds overweight, which is more than what it used to be. I've got no motivation to go to the gym, but I know I need to do something. And I told them, that's what my book is about. You can't go from eating 3000 calories, dropping them to 18 without some kind of plan. I can help you get there and all the little steps in between. Maybe you can only exercise for five minutes, but start there. Don't feel guilty about it. And then work yourself up to that 30 minute goal that everybody says you should do. That's what the book's about. You can get it at doctorperspective.net slash free ebook, or you can just buy it on Amazon as a paperback or a Kindle. If you notice on our website, we have all these pop-ups where you can get uh, 12 exercises for your neck and low back, core strengthening. We also have stretches for numbness and tingling that are in the arms, feet, hands. I want you to know we have merchandise at a doctorperspective.net slash shop. You know, we've got uh, t-shirts and logo podcast gear that I would be so thankful if you got. Uh, Definitely post a picture on social media and, and tag me and I'll give you a Uh, shout out. As always, if you look at the top right of the website, we have all the little social media icons. Just pick the ones that you like to use the most. Follow us. Uh, You're going to get quotes from the each week's episode. You know, if you sign up on an email, you'll get all the updates and uh, important announcements. So as always, I appreciate you. I'm thankful for you listening. And if you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, I'd be much obliged. Travel tip this week, find out before you go someplace if there's local festivals. Even if you're going to, if you're in America and you're going to a big city, maybe check a 30 minute to 45 minute drive into the outskirts of the city to a whole nother little small town. There could be local festivals going on. How cool is that? So you can actually pick an area you want to go to, find the time of the year that they have festivals, and then make sure you go during that time frame. Pretty cool. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. We just went hashtag 
Behind the Curtain, and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on adoctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.